Welcome to Really Cool Stuff for the Home podcast, sponsored by HomeWorks. And now with today's show on all the ways to improve your home, is your host, Denise Sanchez. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Denise Sanchez from HomeWorks, where we bring you all kinds of really cool stuff for your home to make your homework better for you. Now, one of the things that we do in our showroom is we don't just point at a machine or an appliance and tell you here it is, um, you know, and here's your specs or whatever, and this is the cost. We really do educate you on why we have them as the offerings that we do and what they do and why you'd want them, you know, and so on. Um, during during non-COVID times, we even have cooking events and, and that sort of thing. But today is a really special um, a section that we're going to do. And, you know, right now we're in the tail end, hopefully, of COVID-19. Uh, this is 2021 now. But we just experienced in San Antonio a huge, all of Texas and, and the South, a huge uh, winter storm. We were without water. And, in fact, um, we had, myself, I had no water for five days, thank God. Goodness, I had electricity. Um, but there are still some of our neighbors that don't have water. Or if they do have water, they're having to boil water. So during these times, and I can see this, you know, coming up more and more. And with our enlightenment about what we need to do to be safe, whether it's through viruses or, um, you know, bacteria from foods or, you know, any number of things. This segment is going to be what is clean. And we're going to be talking with the amazing Jeff Pellucci, National Sales Manager for Mila. Very, very, very informative. Lots of fun. He always delivers uh, the message, and you can take it because it's like a spoonful of sugar going down because he's such a cool guy. You really are, Jeff. I, I love doing these uh, video podcasts with you because you inform the audience, but you, it, it's uh, easy to digest. You know what I mean? Really is. Yeah. And today today is an especially relevant topic, so yes. I'm 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 excited about it. Right. So Mila offers some unique products and I think one of the reasons why they're able to do this is because their background in um uh, their commercial offerings, like the dishwashers and all. But I want to kind of get you, because this is pretty much, uh, you know, you're going to be doing um, all the information, and I'm going to be asking you questions because we have not even really tagged about what we're going to talk about. You're going to surprise me, I think. <laughs> so what is what is clean, according to Mila, or, or the offerings that they have that, that can help, you know, resolve this? Well, I mean... Um... You, you can't, um, I, I, it's such a broad topic. And the problem yeah. is that, that, that the, the um, requirements or the um, protocols or the standards that are set forth in commercial, say, for example, in, in water-based appliances, we have really four, four levels, right? We have residential, mm -hmm. we have professional, we have commercial, and then we have lab medical dental. Right. And, and every one of them, let me take that back. Lab Medical Dental is the only one that really has very, very specific standards that have been set. Because if you're washing, say, uh, let's say you go to the dentist mm -hmm. and you know how the dentist puts those those metal things in your mouth and, you know, the mm -hmm. picks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. When you're when he's done with that, he's got to clean them. And if the mechanical device that he's putting them in doesn't clean them, mm. then 
the next person that sits in that chair, there's something's going to be transferred. So there are very, very specific um, protocols and standards that are set forth by um, ANSI, the American National Standards Institute, by the CDC, um, you know, and, and you have to meet those. But when you get down into residential, there's almost nothing. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost uh, crazy when you think about it that when, when you look at residential protocols, there's, there's almost nothing. I mean, even when you, even when you in terms of requirements. Right, right. Even, even when you go to, the, to any store and you look at, um, just say, any brand dishwasher and it has a, an NSF sticker mm-hmm. on it, okay, that doesn't mean anything other than it meets a certain heating protocol, meaning it will heat water at a certain rate. It does not necessarily mean it gets to a certain temperature, and it definitely doesn't mean that it holds it. Right, which is required so, for sanitizing. Well, well, but it's it's required in commercial. Yeah, it's not required in residential. Right, right. As a matter of fact, um, uh, even when you start uh, getting down into uh, residential washers and uh, dishwashers, the requirements for dishwashers are different than the requirements for washers. Why is that? And as a matter, matter of fact, the the recently, like, see, COVID's opened up a whole can of worms. Right, right. right. Because now all of a sudden everybody's looking at this stuff and realizing, wait a minute, there's there's no real definition here. And it's important that we have one. It, well, <laughs> I guarantee you that's going to happen uh, because uh, there are too many people right now who are concerned about, um, you know, when I do the sanitized cycle with my dishwasher or when I do the sanitized cycle with my washer, am I really doing anything? Mm-hmm. Right. So, for example, um, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Okay, they they have a combination of stipulations for residential washers. Okay, let's let's leave commercial alone because that's its own. Yeah, right. But but for residential washers, their stipulation is you've got to hold one hundred and sixty degrees for at least twenty five minutes. Okay. Good luck finding a residential washer that will do that. All right. Now, it just so happens that we do. Uh, As a matter of fact, we've done it on multiple cycles for many years. uh, But. But no one else does, okay? But when you get to dishwashers, um, there's there's really nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, there's no there's no minimum temperature. There's no minimum time. Um, there are just heat rating protocols, and that's that's all they are. Now it just so happens that when we when we put together our protocols for what we're going to do, we do work with. CDC. We do work with the mm-hmm. National Sanitation Foundation, NSF. We do work with the Rheinwall Institute of Applied Sciences over in Germany. We, we work with these organizations because even if there's no established protocol for residential, we still want to make sure that we are exceeding any parameter that they might come out with. Right. right. So, yeah. so, so yeah. we do. So um, why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about uh, one category at a time. Otherwise, it gets very confusing. Yeah. So why don't we start with dishwashers and we'll end with laundry. Okay. Because and I have a question. I remember being in one of their factories um, in Germany and they were explaining how they used hydro pressure. Are they doing that still to form the, the actual frame of the dishwasher? Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's uh, that contributes a lot towards hygiene because... Right. Um, when you when you look at it's called hydroforming, and when you hydroform steel, you bend it in a way that the you you eliminate seams. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
and bacteria love seams. Right. They lodge they love in there. Crevices, mm -hmm. pockets, mm -hmm. seams, anything where the water can stay there and not move. They absolutely love to go in there, make house, set up an apartment, mm -hmm. bring in a car, you know, and, and just build a whole family. They just love it. Um, but hydroforming kind of prevents that. So we've, we've used that technique for a while now on our, on our dishwashers, on our washers. Well, okay, let me get to that later. Cause that's a, that's a really cool thing. So with dishwashers, yes, we hydroform our base pans mm -hmm. to help prevent the formation of bacteria, but also to help prevent um, the accumulation of mineral sediment and rust through in the corners, because mm -hmm. if there's no corner, nothing mm -hmm. can rust through. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so they bring that to the residential models as well. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, for example, when it comes to the um, um, uh, dishwasher temperatures, okay, mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is that um, pretty much every brand will actually stipulate in their user manual that you need to um, what's called either purge the line or run the tap prior to pressing start. Mm -hmm. And and they'll say, you know, hey, we're going to get to 150 degrees or whatever. What they don't really make clear to you is that if you don't run the hot water first mm -hmm. and get the water at the tap to 120 degrees, they're not going to reach that 140 or 145 or 150. Exactly. They're not going to reach it. Because the water is so, coming and, in cold. That's right. So they're not going to. And by the way, once you start the machine. The water in the line oftentimes cools, especially mm -hmm. if the wa the pipes are near the outside wall mm -hmm. or if the water coming in is under the ground, you know, it's it's cooler. So you're only getting the temperature in your in your main wash the first time. You don't get it in the final rinse. Right. So, so for example, one of the things that, that we do that Mila does is no matter what cycle, the and no matter what machine, as a matter of fact, this is our this is our what we call our minimum core functional uh, properties okay right. so if if you're running pots and pans normal sandy wash um china crystal whatever it is whatever the main wash maximum temperature calls for we get there regardless because our machines are not driven by time they are exactly. driven by condition mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we also provide the same functionality and uh standards in the final rinse and most of the time, the final rinse is hotter than the main wash. Mm -hmm. So, for example, it would be very common to have, say, a 140-degree main wash, but a 167-degree final rinse, or or vice versa, or both, or whatever. But my point is is that we guarantee the temperatures regardless. So, so whatever machine you buy, whatever cycle you run, the main wash temperatures and the final rinse temperatures are guaranteed. And those temperatures are hot enough. For example, um, it's not uncommon for 140 degrees to be a, a, a commonly referred to number for um, at least breaking down proteins, starches, fats, and rinsing away um, bacteria. Because one of the things you've got to understand is that um, uh, bacteriological cleaning doesn't necessarily mean killing bacteria. It means removing it. Just so, like washing example, your hands. But yeah, washing exactly. your hands yeah. with soap so, and water. Yeah, yeah. So those those germs on your hands are going down the drain. Mm -hmm. They may still be alive. Mm -hmm. Okay, they may be um, inactivated. 
which is a, a word they use. That doesn't mean they're dead. They're just kind of in stasis, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're no longer on your hand or they're no longer on your plate. They're no longer on your utensil. So, right. so that's another part of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you kill them. You just remove them, okay? And they'll test mm-hmm. them with ultraviolet light uh, to see if anything's left over. Mm-hmm. And, and so we pass all of those tests as well. But it, th- I promise you this nebulousness will be focused. <laughs> yes, yes. I can, I can guarantee because you. Because it's so important. Fact, we understand now yeah. how important this is. And I don't think, Jeff, that we've seen the end of this as far as, I mean, we're not maybe not having this pandemic, but we're going to see, you know, spots where we have these kind of things happen. And we're always going to have this hanging around. So we need to be extra vigilant and really understand and be educated as to what really is clean. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. As a matter of fact, there's already in Europe, there's already um, a very specific uh, certification that hasn't made it over to the United States yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but there's naturally, of course, yeah. right? But there's yeah. a very specific certification <laughs> that actually includes the removal, uh, inactivation, or destruction of COVID. And um, so in Europe, where they're still, where they are now, using that protocol uh we pass it with everything right great yes it just hasn't come Mm -hmm, here mm -hmm, yet mm -hmm. so when Mm -hmm. it comes here we'll pass all those tests as well Mm -hmm. but it is interesting that that's already been developed over there Mm -hmm. so i I guarantee Mm -hmm. it'll happen here too right right well they always come up with those sort of things before we do you know they're a lot stricter about that sort of thing yep that's for sure So, oh, so you know, and I have a washer and I have a dishwasher in my showroom to show you. So we hook them up to cold water because we have no hot water, you know. So, and in my own home, I have a 24-year-old washer. Um, I have the new washer now and, and dryer, but my washer and my dishwasher that is 24 years old uh, is hooked up to cold water, and it will reach all those temperatures. I can yep. open it up, you know, uh, in, in mid-cycle, and it's like a, a steam bath. So it yep. heats the water up. I know that they did that in Europe, but when they came over here, because of the way that we uh, look at energy guidelines and that sort of thing, they decided to bring hot and cold water in. But still, yep. they will take, if you bring it in cold water, it will heat the water up for you. That's pretty yep. amazing that it will do that. And sustain it, like you said. So you bring in hot water and you're using the hot water. Well, eventually the hot water is not going to be as hot. But Mila, they keep it to to that temperature. How do they do that exactly? Well, everything is driven, again, by sensors. It's not, uh, there's no, it, it's not a time-driven heating system. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a conditionally driven heating system. Mm-hmm. So what that allows the machine to do is to, uh, respond to the conditions that it's given. And so, for example, one of the things I tell people all the time is that, uh, let's say you're, you're, you're looking at our entry-level classic dishwasher, mm-hmm. okay? nine ninety nine classic dishwasher, right? Mm-hmm. You put that on sanitize, all right? That machine, even if the water comes in at 33 degrees, it will heat that water to 167 degrees on the final rinse. That's amazing. Guar- guaranteed, Okay. The main wash will be at 150 degrees, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Okay, pots and pans reverses them. You got mm-hmm. you know 167 main wash, 150 in the final rinse. Mm-hmm. But my point is the temperatures are guaranteed, mm-hmm. and 
what that means is that you just don't have to worry. So it's conditionally driven. This is why I tell people all the time uh, that if I ran, say, a normal cycle five days a week, so Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. okay, and I ran it every single week for an entire year, and every time I ran a cycle, I wrote down the time that the cycle took, okay? Mm -hmm. I would basically have 365 different times Uh because Mm – Every single and people don't understand this. Mm-hmm. They always think, well, when the when the cycle time comes up at an hour and forty eight mm-hmm. minutes yesterday, why isn't it an hour and forty eight minutes today? Mm-hmm. Why is it two hours and fourteen minutes today and an hour and thirty seven minutes the next day and two mm-hmm. hours and three minutes the next day? It's because the machine is adapting. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that when you, you, you know, on any given day, your water can be a hotter or colder temperature. Right right? Mm-hmm. You may have run the tap just exactly. doing what you're going to do. There, there's all kinds of input. Right. But with us, the machines always adapt mm-hmm. because at the end of the cycle, it doesn't matter. You don't care what the machine did. You want to make sure that when you open up that door, mm-hmm. even if it took an hour and a half or two and a half hours, you want to make sure that the dishes are clean, the glasses are clean, the utensils are clean, and if you ran sanitized, they're sanitized. Right. You want to make sure you don't want to worry about that. And by the way, that also accounts for every glass, every cup, every plate, every bowl, mm-hmm. every knife, fork, and spoon must have the same level of hygiene. Mm-hmm. There cannot be varying levels of hygiene inside the machine. Mm-hmm. And that has everything to do with the spray arms, their pattern, their rotation, their speed, their pressure, their trajectory. Everything must be guaranteed. And we do all of that in all of our machines. Mm-hmm. No one else does that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a German machine. <laughs> we got to give it that. You know, German engineering, I hate to say it, but exactly. they are pretty darn good at this, that's for sure. No, they, their attention to detail <laughs> drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> but what that allows me to do is I don't, have to, I don't have to embellish or exaggerate, and I certainly don't have to lie. Really? Right. right. <laughs> So, so let's talk about their washers. But I do want to mention the, the va- their vacuums because of their HEPA certification, too. Yeah. Because the air we breathe is very important as much as what we put into our mouths, you know, no that sort of thing. So on the washing machines, let's talk about that as how they are okay. able to do what they do. Okay. So with washing machines, um, there's actually been more published protocol for washers than there have been with dishwashers. I'm like, surprised. Like I said earlier, I, I, I'm, I'm, that's a weird one. I mean, I, I, that's hard. That's hard for me to, to quantify because they're both important, mm-hmm. right? They're both important. Right. Um, but the thing is you, you wear your clothing. So you certainly want to make sure that your clothing is as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst things you can do is leave residues in your clothing uh, because it tends to things tend to stick to it, especially mm-hmm. bacterial spores and things like that. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that they're very, very clean. But with laundry, there's simply been more, more uh, things determined, more specifically for residential laundry. So the CDC has a protocol, the NSF has a protocol, even Consumer Reports had a protocol. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is that there's kind of a mixture of uh, temperature and time in one. On another one, there's nothing more than, hey, just just uh, just slosh it around for a while. Make sure you use good detergent and bleach, mm-hmm. okay, and it'll do fine. Mm-hmm. Um, another one stipulates that no matter how you wash it, when you take the clothing out, 99.9% of the bacteria must be gone. 
-hmm. Now, most people don't have any type of infrared spectrometer at home (laughs) or ultraviolet (laughs) spectrometer at home. So they're they're not going to be able to test those things. So so there's still some variation, okay? But interestingly, um, with washing machines, um, the degree of saturation makes all the difference in the world. So the drum material and the drum shape and pattern can make all the difference in the world with how readily your clothing becomes saturated with this soapy water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Add to that a temperature for a certain period of time. And then you add to the hygienic level you achieve. Add to that what the outer drum is made of can, can literally rip any bit of hygiene from your clothing because a plastic outer drum harbors bacteria. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. so there's all kinds of things, but I, I can tell you that uh, just to give you some specifics with regard to what we do, um, for example, our drum, right? Both our inner drum and our outer drum in our washer are both made of nickel hardened steel. It has a higher degree of higher degree of nickel, two points higher nickel than anyone else. That makes the steel harder. And if the steel is harder, bacteria can't burrow into it. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, the surface is polished smooth. There's no grain. Mm-hmm. Bacteria mm-hmm. loves grain. Mm-hmm. They can hang they on. Can, it's it's kind of like the grooves in a record, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can live within those grains. Mm-hmm. You can breed within those grains, okay? Number three, our fins are not only stainless steel, they're mirrored. So they're completely glass smooth and they're welded on with no screw heads. So the surface is harder and smoother on the inside and the outside, inner drum and outer drum, than any other drum you can buy. This rids bacteria of a place to breathe. Mm-hmm. They just can't grip the steel. Does that make any sense? Right, right, right. Okay. And, and also, too, you don't get that moldy, mildewy smell. That you well, get a you lot just of nailed them. it. Yeah. You just took, you just took the words out of my mouth because. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I had to have something actually, to say. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's a great point because one of the biggest complaints with front-loading washers mm-hmm. is the odor. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that really two things cause that. Number one is a lot of people do warm or cold washes mm-hmm. all the time. Right. That's that's actually bad. Uh-huh. They don't understand that, uh-huh. but that's bad because it encourages the growth of bacteria. Mm-hmm. Number two, 99% of washing machines out there have plastic outer tubs. Mm -hmm. And the outer tub being plastic is where the water sits when the machine is empty. Mm -hmm. And it's cold and it's dark and it's still and it is basically a Petri dish. And people can't understand why their drum smells. They're they're literally Mm -hmm. growing bacteria. Right, right. Well, we have none of that. Yeah. We have none of that. Mm -hmm. Plus, if you can believe this, all of our machines on the sanitized cycle will hold 140 degrees or higher. Uh-huh. Okay. Cause it's always, it's actually higher than that, but the minimum is what of 140 yeah. degrees for 50 minutes, five, zero minutes. Wow. There is mm-hmm. no one else mm-hmm. that does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about ridding mm-hmm. your clothing of bacteria, germs, mm-hmm. viruses. It doesn't get any better than that until you get into lab medical. Okay, mm-hmm. or actually, even our commercial. You know, you're familiar with our little giants. Oh right? yes, yes, we sell them. So, so they, yeah, so they get into disinfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go beyond sanitization. Mm-hmm. They get into disinfection. Okay, you know, they will actually hold 
um, you know, 185 degrees for 15 minutes. That that is a sanitization level. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, sorry, that is a, a, a disinfection level, mm-hmm. not a sanitization mm-hmm. level. So th- there are actually definitive protocols. The good news is that we pass them all. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> I mean, incredible. we pass them yeah. all. I mean, I, I know I'm not I'm, I'm trying really hard not to be biased here. But, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, we're not. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at this stuff so much that it, it impresses me so much how far we go above what the rest of the industry does to control bacteria, kill bacteria, remove bacteria, control and kill viruses, keep the machine sanitized. All you have to do is let it do its job. You, you're familiar with Twindos, of course, right? right? Of course, yes. So uh-huh. um, you know how I said that the CDC and the NSF actually have a protocol that says if you just use really good detergent and bleach, uh-huh. okay, well, in our Twindos washers, Ultra Phase 2 – which is the second phase, Mm -hmm. is an extraordinarily strong solution and concentrated solution of hydrogen peroxide. Mm -hmm. Hydrogen peroxide Mm -hmm. is a liquid form of oxygenated bleach. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't ruin colors, Mm -hmm. but it rips the crap out of germs. Right. So it's a naturally hygienic drum. We have naturally hygienic temperatures. Those are augmented by ultraphase 2, which is an automatic hygienic cleaning there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we pass all of these tests so, so far beyond, it's not even funny. But what, what's interesting is most people aren't, meaning the machines that they have at home are not doing. I mean, they, they may have a cycle that's called sanitized, but right. it's not. It's really not doing what they think it's doing. And uh, they can actually end up growing a lot more bacteria than they end up killing or removing. Mm-hmm. That will never happen with us. Mm-hmm. I've never had a complaint or any feedback at all about mildew growing in the uh, the seals. That's where yep. you see a lot of it showing up. Not that it started there, but that's where uh, consumers will see evidence yep. of you know the problems is in that. Yep. And uh, we've never had that. I mean, they even infuse those seals with Kevlar, you know, to enhance that feature, oh, which yeah. is a, which is amazing. Uh, but I've never had that. By the and, way, one of the things that the um, the CDC recommends very highly is that. And you won't, and you won't. But one of the things that's very important about procedures is is you need to run one hot cycle per week right? in your washing machine Uh and run one hot cycle per week in your dishwasher. I mean, Mm -hmm. the top top temperature, whatever machine you've got, Mm -hmm. you should always run one top temperature cycle. Per week, even if there's nothing in the machine. Without soap? Because at least it will reduce the presence of bacteria. Would you do it without soap or with soap? Well, I mean, I would do it it with detergent because that only broadens the spectrum of Mm. removal. Okay. Okay. Now, in my case, I run a sanitized cycle once a week. I do Uh it for all my whites. Okay. Uh So I'm, I'm, I'm. cleaning and whitening my clothing i'm also disinfecting my machine right right and i do the same thing with my dishwasher i will run at least one sanitized cycle a week Uh just to kill everything i can possibly kill Mm -hmm. there's no odor there's no bacteria and i'm not spreading germs 
but you'd be surprised how few people do this. I do it actually. You know, they think they're running. They think they're saving <laughs> energy, but they're actually yeah, proliferating yeah. bacteria. Well, and exactly. This is maybe one place where saving a little bit of energy isn't as important as getting rid of the bacteria, right? I mean, that is paramount, and we're seeing how big of a deal no. it is. It's so important. I know that after we got our water up and running and all, no. uh, we know we were we were getting water places, and we were boiling our water trying to wash. Jeff, I took every utensil out and put it in my Mila dishwasher and ran it on sanitize. You know? Everything, good, everything good. we touch, you know, just I, I didn't feel clean. And sometimes, you know, I have people, I had seven people at my house, you know, because some people, uh, relatives didn't have electricity either. You know, at least we had electricity. Uh, they had no electricity yep. and water, so we brought them over. So, you know, the two of us were now seven of us. So I and every towel was sanitized. I mean, oh, you man. know, uh, you just don't know. And then also the the water that you're bringing in. I mean, water can harbor all kinds of problems. We know that. Um, so absolutely. So absolutely. I myself went through yep. this and 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 saw, man, this is a big deal. You know, we got to really understand what is clean. And when you brought this idea up, you know, last week one or two weeks ago about why don't we do something about, you know, the guidelines and what is clean, what makes clean. I thought that was brilliant. And then we had the snowstorm. Well, that made it even more relevant, (laughs) you know. So it's just, yeah. But also, too, uh, I don't know if you have more you wanted to touch on the washers, but I do want to touch on Mila's vacuums. I know that Mila, when they came out with, yeah. they were the first in the world to come out with a HEPA certified vacuum. So that means that not only is yep. the HEPA certified, but the whole vacuum is certified. So you can take a an expensive um, um, counter of particulates. And uh, we have one that's like $4,000 that you can put on. And it will have zero particulates, yeah. Jeff, zero, that will escape from that yeah. machine. Yeah. So there are machines out yeah. there that maybe their HEPAs are decent, but their machines leak like a sip. You know, the people will walk in with their machines and, and they'll say, because we do service on vacuums as well. Yep. They'll say, you know, I, uh, I have, I'm sick. I have allergy problems or I have dust problems or whatever. I have asthma. And this is supposed to be, you know, a, a HEPA machine. Well, there's a HEPA in here, but there's dust all over the machine. So yep. all the dirt that you're picking up off your floor, not in your breathing space, now you've taken it, put it in your vacuum, and you brought it out to uh, a real, real fine particulates. They call them LDPs. I think lung damaging particulates, which are even worse because they get yeah. into your um, what are those called? Those little tiny sacs in your lung. Alveoli. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, and they, and they don't get out. They don't get out exactly. So that even becomes more dangerous. But with Mila, that's not the case. So I no. wanted to make a mention about that because I think that's a big deal. You know, uh, my daughter and I, by the way, my granddaughter and I, a, about a, a month or two ago, we were watching something. It was a movie. Uh, I think it's called Songbird in, uh, on Netflix. And it was about in, in the year 2023. And it, it, it uh, related back to uh, COVID-19, COVID-20, and now it's COVID-23. And what had happened was, this is before we started talking about the mutations of the COVIDs now. It had mutated so much that if you walked outside your home, you could get it by breathing in the air. 
And my granddaughter said, Mimi, you know, if you had, we had watched this about a year ago, I would say this, no way can it be true. My poor little granddaughter is like scared to death now. She says, Mimi, yeah. look, it's happening. It's happening. You know, so who knows what's going to happen down the road or come at us. So all these uh, things are so important. You know, there's, there's always a balance between um, allowing your, your uh, immune system to develop. Mm-hmm but also not exposing yourself needlessly, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So to your point, um, our bagless and bagged machines are among the tightest in the world, um, especially when it comes to HEPA certification. I mean, um, um, we were the first to come out with a HEPA canister, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, it wasn't just the filter. See, anybody can take a HEPA filter and kind of stick it on the outside of a machine mm-hmm. Say okay, my machine is HEPA rated, but right. the seals around those filters leak like sieves. Yes, exactly. Plus, if it's a bagless, you you take the the canister, the the, the con- dirt, dust containment off, and you empty it, and you have this poof. Right. Go mm. and you're breathing all that. So mm-hmm. we've eliminated all of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because just like with dishwashers attaining temperature, just like washers attaining temperature and preventing bacteria from grabbing hold in the steel, just like using hydroforming to do the same thing in dishwashers. In our vacuum cleaners, the bags, the bags are, have so many layers that things can't get through the motor filter, the engine filters, the electric Mm -hmm. motor filters, the HEPA filters are internal, not external. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, that machine that you use to measure particulate, right? You, you do the same, you put that on our bagless, you put Uh it on our bag, Uh you're going to get that same zero. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, what's interesting is I usually let those things breathe the regular air. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. So you can and show I people put it down to the exhaust on yes, the vacuum. Exactly. That's how we do it as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. We don't do it as often because we're we, we're so confident, you know, that if someone says, show me, we'll show them, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the truth. You know, uh, and even most air purifiers, Jeff, most air purifiers, if you don't put that ex- on their exhaust, they have a lot of junk coming out. Yes, yeah. it's filtered some of the air, but it's still some stuff is coming out. Not with the Mila vacuum, nothing, zero. Yeah. That's incredible. HEPA certified I've vacuum. Taken, I've actually taken my canister vacuums and I'll, I'll set them up on a table or something and take the hose off <laughs> and just turn it on low mm-hmm. and let it filter the air. Right. I use the vacuum cleaner as an air yeah, filter. Yes. It's right? that clean. Because it's so much better yeah. than. <laughs> yeah. And just like everything else in Mila's, they're super quiet, super well made, yeah. no plan obsolescence. I have customers that have had their Mila vacuums for over 20 years and. You know, their next Mila vacuum, next vacuum is the Mila vacuum. Once in a while, they'll stray, but they come back. <laughs> they come <laughs> back, and usually it's like a year or two, and they'll even come in and apologize. You know, I thought I would – I heard the British accent on TV or whatever. I thought I would try this out, and, and they're not cheap, you know, and they come back in, and, and uh, they'll say, uh, no, nothing like my Mila vacuum was. I'm going to go with Mila vacuum, and they have yep. price points, you know, Every every uh, price point you can imagine, but they do offer some unique pro, uh, n- unique products for cleaning the home and your environment. And you know, I am biased, but I'm biased because over time, I have grown to love and respect and admire the ways that they develop and engineer all in-house, by the way, they don't send this out for another company to do and develop. They do this all in-house. It's just amazing. They're a unique, 
amazing company. And, and that's why our um, expansion into Mila, you know, we're so big yeah. into Mila. When people first come in, they'll go, is it all you sell is Mila? Because we have such a big part. No, we sell other products, but uh, this is our favorite. You know, this is yeah. our very, very best. And, and they offer every category as well. But this has been a very interesting subject. And, and of course, you came through like a champ again. <laughs> and guess oh. what? We're what? six minutes over our time limit. What? <laughs> I know. Again, oh I know. It's so you fast. Talk too much. That's what it is. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this is true. This is true. Not me. Not me. <laughs> oh, God. Jeff, I want to thank you again. And, and uh, I think a lot of these, um, this information, where can they find this? On Can they find this on Mila USA? or it's all on the website. Okay, on yeah. the website. Okay. So that's something you could do, MilaUSA.com, where you can go on that. Go to the, the areas where it says discover more. Don't go right into the products. Or you can contact me at uh, Homeworks or go to my website, HomeworksSA.com. And all these uh, unique and wonderful video podcasts we've done with Jeff and Mila, they are on my front page. You'll see Homeworks SATV. Click on that. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. But if you don't want to, you can just go in there and pick up this, uh, you know, a couple of different uh, video podcasts that Jeff has done with us. I'm sure you're going to find them educational, enlightening, and very, very informative um, so that you can make your homework better for you with products that Homeworks is offering. So, Thank you very, very much, Jeff. I so appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Denise. Thank you.